0: Art Next Door, prepared by Tuche Erlan. Art Next Door features the independent art scene in Neukölln and Berlin, free CCC community based art, socially engaged artistic practice, artist led project spaces, collectives. Emerging and young artists. News and interviews will be broadcast in Art Next Door on Keith FM. So, welcome to my fourth episode of Art Next Door. And uh, thank you so much for having me to talk to you about the history of Art Laboratory Berlin, your previous practice, your interest in hybrid arts and bio art and then your current show, The Camel Diaries. So before we talk about the project, current project, and an the upcoming symposium, I would like to hear about you and Art no. two Berlin. Could you please shortly introduce yourself?
1: Hi, I'm Chris Talutz. I'm originally from New York, but I moved to Berlin in 1998. I've, uh, I have a background as an artist and art historian and journalist with Regina Rapp. And two other colleagues, we founded Art Laboratory Berlin in 2007. Regina and I have uh, been running Art Lab since 2009 as a you know uh, as a kind of a dual curatorial project that covers up, uh, interdisciplinary art with a very big focus on art on the uh, edge of uh, science and technology, um, but also is a research platform. Uh, we've arranged conferences, workshops symposia, performances.
2: Hello, my name is Regina Rapp. Um, I'm actually an art historian and a curator and an art theoretician. And uh, I was very thrilled uh, to do this with Chris and two other colleagues like 13 years back to create or to institutionalize a non-commercial Space. Uh, we consider Art to Berlin as an art and research platform for the artistic uh, research projects at the intersection of technology and science. And originally, that's not really my background, but that makes it actually more fascinating for me. I studied art history and literature in uh, Freiburg, uh, St. Petersburg, Russia, and uh, Berlin at the Humboldt University. And I'm very much coming from modernism, postmodernism, contemporary art. And this is also where we were at the beginning. Very interdisciplinary as we started at Art Laboratory Berlin. We always had an interdisciplinary approach. Art and text, art and music. And then we came to Art and Science in 2008. And that made us really, really fascinated and to continue. And I think our leading, our thrive is always the approach how could we understand the complex 21st century regarding the digital revolution, the biotechnological challenges, <laughs> catastrophe in ecological realm? Some people call it Anthropocene. Maybe we can call it the Sulucene, Talking in Harry ways, rhetorics. So, in other words, we want to approach complex issues in our current society and biosphere through interesting artistic projects.
1: And it's interesting in Berlin because there uh, when we started showing bioart in 2008 with an exhibition of works by Dmitry Bulatov, there weren't really any spaces that were devoted to art and science or even showing bioart. There were occasional group shows where there might be a position in it. And so pretty much we were for a long time the only space showing art and science uh, though we were also mixing it with new media uh, and different projects like Time and Technology or Synesthesia uh, or Macrobiologies and Microbiologies uh, around the early 2010s. Some of our closest colleagues are abroad uh, in Europe in places like uh, BioArt Society in Finland, Kapelitsa and Axioma in Ljubljana, Cultivamos Cultura in Portugal, but also uh, groups like Lifepatch an XX lab in Yogyakarta, you know, and uh, it was a really thriving scene in, at the moment in Asia, uh, which we are actually trying to seek some input uh, with in, in Indonesia, in Japan, in Taiwan, and uh, as well as uh, in the, uh, the Western Hemisphere as well.
0: Let's talk about the current exhibition then, Camel Diaries, and because this is has been a project that you have been developing with your colleagues already for two years we were uh,
1: the original impulse for the exhibition was an open call organized by Ida Benga of the lab for art and ecology in Copenhagen and uh, Eben Kirksey who's a professor at Deakin University in Australia and also a scholar at Princeton uh, Advanced Studies they the open call was titled M slash others and future humans and we were invited to come in as part of a curatorial swarm. The idea being that uh, different curators would use the open call as a pool to do different exhibitions based on their own direction, curatorial direction. Uh, and that you know there might be some future combination in the form of a publication or something dependent on whether we can get funding. Last year, we applied and got some funding for what our vision was. So all the the nine positions in the exhibition were all chosen by us from this pool of about 150 uh, applications or submissions to this open call. Uh, it was interesting for us. Uh, open calls are always interesting because you discover a lot of new artists, but also either rediscover or come upon artists you've already been working with. Uh, so three of the artists we in the exhibition, we had worked intensively with, uh, even knew very well the works they were submitting. In the case of Mary Magic, we asked her to, uh, we said we wanted to do something with a new work because we were actually arranging an exhibition already of the works that she had submitted. Spella Petrich had talked about the work Phytotology at a conference we did in 2017, and we were very interested in showing that piece. And uh, Marguerite de Pevere, based in Berlin, we were aware of the work of Cecilia Jonsson and Ai Hasegawa, they were also artists we were very interested in. But it was great to discover uh, the work of Nicole Clauston, of Tara Rhoda, and of Sonia Levy, uh, which were uh, really new to us, and also uh, Ankerfeld, Baum and Leahy's fantastic uh, performative installation. Um, Mm.
2: Maybe all in all, um, we could say that um, it was very dear to us to choose, I mean, we kind of picked the jewelry out of the open call, basically, the the artworks that we really treasured and, uh, and thought that would make sense because we wanted to show the Berlin public um, current um, artistic positions that would uh, reflect current conditions of our world, like our environmental changes, gender aspects, biopolitics, and so and all in all, of all the nine artworks from altogether nine international uh, women and non-binary artists, they all propose what we could call an aesthetics of care as the basis for interspecies coexistence. And what is also fascinating that we see here that the planet is understood as a symbiotic web in which we are all entangled with one another. And I think on that we have worked already in the last few years at ArtLivorteur Berlin in the series of non-human subjectivities and non-human agents. So somehow we kind of connect to that. And we are very uh, fascinated to have artworks here in the show that deal on the molecular, organic, ethical, but political levels in their artworks. And there are also artists due to the COVID-19 challenges currently that could not come to Berlin. So more than half of the artists, they were and are not present, which is an interesting curatorial challenge because some of the artworks we were building then and making in Berlin, which brings us to the biggest phenomena that we are dealing here with um, curating bio art. Mm.
1: uh, It was interesting also that COVID made a lot of challenges um... Several university laboratories were, uh, had expressed interest in being open towards letting the artists come in and, and produce the work there. But the restrictions uh, due to COVID uh, didn't allow that, so we had to find substitution. Uh, Top Lab came to our aid as far as providing uh, Shpela Petrich uh, a space to produce her work. We had looked very much forward to working with Nicole Clauston to collect uh, mud and water from different Berlin waterways. She's based in Canada. It wasn't possible for her to come, but we were able to work very closely with her and she could choose out places where we would do the collecting and make these prisms, which are basically uh, flat, rectangular, Venogradsky columns where different bacteria, archaea, and algae grow during the course of the exhibition, creating uh, bright colors uh, in these uh, polycarbonate boxes. So it was uh, also like a really interesting challenge. Things we uh, were expecting the artists to come and do on site had to be done by our staff. On the other hand, we had planned a uh, symposium after the opening, and uh, not all the artists would have been able to come to Berlin for that. And now we've postponed it to the end of the exhibition, uh, an online symposium, and that gives us uh, the possibility to bring in all of the artists and Uh, some other scholars who normally wouldn't be able to come to Berlin Uh, so there's a you know an interesting uh, effect also the exhibition has opened three months later than was our original plan as we weren't sure in the spring what the situation would be in the end of May
0: Uh, Mm. but
1: we've been very happy with the results and uh, yeah
0: and the symposium will be on the 26th of September online, and then it will be accessible for the general public.
1: Right, we'll be uh, live-streaming it uh, on the twenty uh, on Saturday, the 26th of September. It'll be a, a whole-day event, all nine artists, but a number of scholars, including Avon Kirksey, will be also taking part, and uh, so our current plans to have contributions from as far afield as Sydney, Australia, and... Uh, York, Ontario, and Canada, and New York, and uh, Maryland. Uh, so you know,
2: and that challenges us actually at another point. If you have a live conference and you have four continents involved, that means not everyone can take part in all the panels. When you have a twelve-hour conference, this is actually another fascinating thing. But we also recorded, and this is our practice that we what we do. Uh, parallel to our curatorial work, or basically it is part of our curatorial work, we call it sustainable curating. <laughs> In the last few years uh, we were asked so often, so how do you call what you do here this kind of in-depth curating and researching? So we call it sustainable curating and that means we um, re- record the conference as we have recorded our other previous conferences. We put it online on our website, which is actually really like an archive actually talking about sustainable curating maybe this is also noteworthy to say for everyone welcome everyone to the show which runs until the 4th of october we always think like as we offer the public a very complex themes so uh, be it uh, the challenge of uh, artistically cultivating uh, corals in the horniman museum in london or actually challenging us with issues of uh, toxic rivers in uh, Indonesia, or actually uh, co-mothering a plant, and so on. So, where biochemistry, etc., and other uh, scientific uh, knowledges are required. So, whenever we challenge the public with such um, complex issues, we also want to pay tribute to offer information. That means what we do for years, we offer the public, next to the artwork, as a secondary uh, source, we offer them so-called source books. So we prepare folders with portfolios and information, essays and papers, scientific papers, in a form of books or folders that the visitors could actually study after examining and experiencing uh, the artworks. And actually a lot of... Visitors, they sit there for one or even two hours and read themselves through, and that means they plunge in already and the topics and get background information. Yeah,
1: And on the theme of the Camille Diaries, the title that we added, which was something that came about after we made this selection of these nine positions. Uh, of course, uh, with Ida and Aben's theme, M slash Others and Future Humans, uh, and the fact that Aben Kirksey had studied under Donna Haraway, it's not surprising that there is a a lot of the artists who submitted it were interested in some of the themes that Haraway mentions. But we were particularly thinking about her most recent book, Staying with the Trouble, and we named the exhibition in reference to her, the final chapter of that book, The Camille Stories, in which five generations from the 21st to the 25th century, basically of humans set about caring for the planet and for endangered species by also taking genetic material from, in in the case of the Camille, uh, monarch butterfly, and incorporating it in the human. And at the same time, uh, these humans, these camels grow up and become very involved with the the socio-political, ecological uh, levels of saving this endangered species, uh, which ends up being a Sisyphean task. What we found interesting is looking at it is a lot of the artists that we've worked with were already asking me some of these questions, but also carrying it into practice. So what is a speculative fiction by Haraway is ac- an actual practice on the cusp between art and science uh, for artists like Mary Magic or Marguerite de Pevere or Spella Petrich. So, uh, or oh, Eyes Project. Yeah, so as well. As it well.
2: could be like an, uh, sort of an, an echo. Yeah. You, you, uh, you want to explain that? Well,
1: uh, I... I uh, makes it as a speculative work, which suggests that if humans didn't want to give, if women didn't want to give birth to hu- to a, a human child uh, because of overpopulation and then perhaps because they don't want to be part of a traditional structure, uh, they could give birth to animals. And she proposes uh, maybe an endangered animal like the Maui dolphin, which is the infant is about the same size as a human infant. And so she's made a, a film based on that and a series of charts Uh, maybe also interesting is um, in the Camille stories they talk about genetic material uh, but several of the artists have actually kind of questioned this idea of the importance of genetics and biology for identifying species and life saying that, you know, okay, but it's, it's vital, but there's also... The biochemistry is as vital, the hormonal levels and everything. Uh, but they seem to get second shrift to... They don't get the same attention as genetics does. Uh, and, you know, it's also maybe a question that science has been built according to patriarchal structures. So genetics catch is literally about patrimony, about what's passed mm-hmm. down. And it's something that our culture has valued for centuries in, uh, uh, because it's about patriarchal property of, in this case, data genetic data but biochemistry is a bit quite a lot more fluid and Shabala Petrich who has a PhD in biochemistry was interested in this she works uh, for years with plants and she chose uh, Thalcress or Arabidopsis, which is a kind of a model organism, you could say the laborat of vascular plants. It can reproduce sexually but also asexually basically cloning itself and it does so when the plant produces a hormone but well, that same hormone exists uh, in, in human bodies. So uh, Spella was able to, to find this hormone in her own urine and to take the cells from the aerobidopsis, plant them in nutrients with this hormone, and that will stimulate them to produce um, plant embryos, clones, basically, and and so she's done this in an installation, and in the process takes, starts three months before an exhibition. She really grows Arabidopsis takes the cells, plants them in, Uh, they have to grow, she grows it at different timescales, transplants them into incubators, which are then hooked up into the installation. Uh, So it's a very exacting and also very intimate process. I mean, it's her own body is involved in this as well. Mary Magic is interested in how chemicals from plastics or from pesticides influence our own hormonal levels. Ecologists have talked for Decades about how fish in lakes are changing sex. It was originally thought maybe this had to do with the birth control pill, but it doesn't. The most common culprit is a pesticide called atrazine. Mary has done years of, of, of artistic research, but also scientific research on this, and also found ways of testing for xenohormones so, chemical breakdown from atrazine and other chemicals that mimic estrogen, for instance, and finding it. Can you find it in your drinking water or in your lake water? Uh, Also, how can women isolate estrogen from their own bodily fluids? Uh, She's done this in everything from DIY performances and science to uh, uh, complex uh, uh, installations. And uh, she just spent 10 months in Jogjakarta, Indonesia, working with the group Life Patch, but also scientists at Gajamade University in Jogja on the river which bisects the city and uh, she made a huge installation. She collected garbage from the river and attached it to latex which hangs from the walls and she made a mandala from photographs of the trash but she also made a bamboo sculpture that's the shape of the river as it goes through the city and she has a blue agar, so agar with a, a blue dye that's used in science uh, but it was also similar to the dye used for making blue jeans or batik and Joja is a textile city and also part of it is our uh, oyster mushrooms cultivated, oyster mycelium cultivated in petri dishes that are laid in along this river uh, at spots that she investigated and mapped with the uh, artist group uh, Life Patch there. And so it's a very complex work but it has to do with like, again this kind of biochemical queering that we have done through industrialization uh, where we literally queer nature but also ourselves.
2: Actually I just wanted to say we have a a few side programs as well so with our colleague Isabel de Sena we have another format actually parallel to our group show. So Isabel de Sena uh, curates the talk show series, Feminist uh, Science Fiction a talk show series with four guests and she had Mary and she will have three other guests until the middle of October and you can find everything on our website and uh, then the the conference at, on Saturday the 26th of September we definitely will put out the concrete program soon and we find ways and methods to collect the questions and remarks from uh, the audience live and actually we will Give back in the panel discussions to the speakers, both artists, scholars from science and humanities, definitely. Yeah,
1: Yeah, we will um, be live streaming it, and then it will also be different. We'll use different social media and direct email formats for sending in comments and questions during the talks.
0: Mm.
1: Hopefully, we will get the most. We will get to most of the input as well.
0: Thank you so much for your time, and then.
2: Wonderful. Thank you, Thank you tuchi for in, uh, inviting us to take part in the wonderful podcast series. Uh, we just wanted to give the audience a, a final little information. Uh, we're always very open to a curious audience. And uh, even in times of COVID-19, um, don't miss it to uh, visit the show. We work under highly um, well thought out hygiene rules and also um, on our website you can find several events and seminars that we have done in spring when we would not work with our space in Wedding because we have our art lab office here in Kreuzberg and there we would work with the world and uh, artists and scientists and other scholars for different uh, so, if you want to check this out, dear audience, you will find a colloquium that we did on f- the future of food, on um, microplastics, on um, biomaterials, design driven material workshop with uh, artist and designer Fara Beluso. And also, last but not least, if you allow me to add that, and last but not least, to the audience, I would like to invite you also to the other show that we're having currently at the Futurium Lab. It's called Mind the Fungi, Art and Design Residencies, which is the second of uh, two shows where we introduce the outcome of a two-year project that Art Leverter Berlin was a co-partner together with the biotechnologists from uh, TU Berlin, and uh, there you find new works by artist and designer Farah Peluso and artist Teresa Schubert. And this exhibition is open until the 28th of December this year.
0: Thank you so much.
2: Thank you, Tuccia, for inviting us.
0: (laughs) Art Next Door, prepared by Tuccia Art Next Door is a bi-weekly radio show on Keith FM.